everyone. This is Elizabeth Carlisle on Heal Yourself Naturally with Ayurveda. Thank you for joining me. Today, we have a wonderful new guest, Steph Galante, who is an Ayurveda and yoga specialist. She received her training at the Himalayan Institute. And additionally, Steph is a mindfulness and meditation coach at Steph Galante Self-Care. Steph is going to discuss some excellent practices that will contribute to a more healthy and joyful eating patterns through the art of mindful eating. Welcome, Steph. Thank you so much for having me. We are so happy to have you with us here on Healing Yourself Naturally with Ayurveda. So let's begin. Please tell us more about mindful eating and what that entails. Mindful eating is basically in its simplest form, eating with awareness. And that's both of your food, of yourself, and the experience of eating. And when I share that with people, sometimes people are like, oh, wow, that's really interesting. And some are like, are you serious? <laughs> but the reason that this is so important, especially in the hustle and bustle of our daily lives, it helps to bring your attention to the present moment. You know, oftentimes we are so caught up in somewhere else, whether it's in the past or what we have to do in the future, whether that's in the next moment or later on that day or two years from now. And we don't often spend a lot of time right here, right now. And oftentimes we're somewhere else when we're eating as well. Bringing our attention to our present moment helps us to allow ourselves to experience eating. It helps us to digest well and slows down the pace of the day, including your thoughts. And that will help you to manage stress and helps to increase feelings of gratitude. And so Eating with awareness can simply be just being present with your meal. And it could be so much more than that as well for people who are ready for that. Oh, that sounds great. So many of us are eating on the run. I mean, with our busy schedules, and we're not really paying close attention to what we put in our mouths. Mm -hmm. So tell us some more about some ways of increasing our mindfulness. A few ways you can do this, and this is through the lens of Ayurveda especially, is eating for the season is number one. Number two is strengthening your digestion. And number three would be preparing and eating with awareness. Okay, well, what do you mean by, well, give us some more details about seasonal eating. Oh, absolutely. For eating for this season, we want to be very mindful of the characteristics of the season because each season has elements of um, or characteristics of nature's elements. And so particularly for the fall, that is a colder season, a drier season. It can be a variable season, depending on where you live, maybe cooler. And some days, especially I'm in New Jersey, so some days it could feel like summer. Um, and the idea is, eating what is growing during that time, because mother nature tends to give us in terms of growth of vegetables and fruits, exactly what we need for balancing the qualities of the season. And so what we want to lean towards is choosing what's growing in nature where we live 
at that time period, which will generally help us to balance the characteristics that we're feeling in nature as well. Oh, yes. And And also we pick up the energy of of our locale and our area in the food that we eat. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so some fall foods to consider might be um, root vegetables, like beets or sweet potatoes, the squash that tends to grow during the fall season, turnips are really wonderful. In terms of fruits, people are probably already guessing apples are really wonderful. And I'm spoiled. Apples are great. Yes. (laughs) Here in New Jersey, we we do have, we have a tendency towards the fall four seasons of Mm -hmm. feeling the different seasons. And so our food does change quite a bit here in New Jersey. I recognize that maybe that's not the same thing for everybody, depending on where they uh, live geographically, but going towards figs and dates, as well as oranges, maybe some prunes or raisins that are soaked, tangerines or oranges are really great opportunities for good fall season eating. And maybe shopping in farmer's markets for organic produce will make a difference as well. For sure. And that's the thing. If you have the ability to shop for local produce, whether that's at a farmer's market, some grocery stores are starting to label some of their foods locally grown and may even say the town nearby where it's oh, been grown. Oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah, that's a really great option because you know what? Ayurveda recommends that we eat a colorful and flavorful diet. And so it's important that your meals kind of ha- look like the rainbow a little bit as often and, as and a variety of foods. Is That's essential. exactly right. Yes. That's mm-hmm. exactly right. Absolutely. So, you know, vegetables, fruits, grains, if you're able to eat them are really wonderful. Some grains to favor in the fall, since we're talking about specifically fall today, you might lean towards brown rice or oats, maybe quinoa, basmati rice is a wonderful opportunity. Yeah, tridoshic. Um, Yes, absolutely. And then legumes, you know, if you're loving of the beans, <laughs> you might go for kidney beans or mung beans and a few different dolls are recommended as well. And all of this is to help you, as we said, balance the effects of nature within you and allow your digestion to be at its peak and also balanced, not upset by the foods that you eat. Something else that you might consider in terms of basic Ayurveda practices when it comes to eating is eating cooked, warm, or room temperature food that's well-spiced. And so I'm going to go into that a little bit more. All year round, a good idea in terms of Ayurveda is to limit raw foods, cold or iced foods. And the reason is, you know, our digestion happens like a fire and we want to keep that fire strong. We don't want that fire to be sluggish. We also don't want it to burn way out of, um, out, of, out of control. And so when we choose our foods properly based on the season um, and ensure that they're the proper foods that we should be eating in the way that it's prepared is very important as well. So limiting those raw foods, especially in the fall, when in the areas of the country or the world where you feel that crunchy dryness of the fall, you want to kind of limit those because we don't want to increase that feeling of dryness within you. Making sure that in the fall, you're leaning towards 
those oilier foods, the mushy <laughs> preparation. So preparation really makes a, a big impact in the way you consume the food and the way your body takes up the nutrients and utilizes them. So that's, that's right. Why and we need that additional moisture in the fall. Absolutely. And so and that's the oil holds out. that moisture in. Exactly. Exactly. So soups, stews are wonderful um, during the fall, as well as steamed veggies. It's a wonderful time to get your steamer out and steam away. In terms of well-spiced, I, I always like to make the the important delineation between what well-spiced and what spicy means. So when sometimes when we say well-spiced, people will ask me, clients will ask me, students will ask me, does that mean spicy? And so there's a difference between well-spiced. Well-spiced means flavorful, meaning we're adding herbs and spices to our meals to flavor them. Spicy though, is when we add the spices that add heat, like hot on your tongue, like chilies and pepper flakes and things like that. That's spicy. But well-spiced is when we add different herbs for flavor. Um, and that also can help us to balance the characteristics of nature outside. What and what is recommended in the fall really is any <laughs> spice. We tend to move towards you know, the warmer spices like cinnamon and nutmeg and cardamom and cloves and things like all that. Great spices. <laughs> yes. All great spices. Yes. All wonderful. And the beauty of those warming spices is they not only make us feel cozy from the inside out. And as I mentioned before, you know, in New Jersey, it could feel like summertime in November or it could feel like the dead of winter. And mm. so, you know, we, when we lean towards those warming spices, it literally warms us from the inside out. And what those cozy warming spices also do is helps to calm the nervous system. And that is huge in the fall when for a lot of people going back to a schedule that is jam packed, maybe given our times right now of uncertainty, dealing with changing schedules, uncertainty in your mind about what your job responsibilities may look like or how things may change. And so the nervous system tends to be quite heightened when we live a fast paced or a pace of uncertainty, or even if we've been under, if we've been under a lot of stress. And so using spices in our food, herbs and things like that also helps to soften and calm the nervous system and lets us to be at ease even more, which is a huge benefit that people don't realize. That's right. And a lot of people don't realize the effect that food has on their mind, their thinking. It has 100%. a tremendous effect. So it's important to choose properly for ourselves. Absolutely. And I think too, you know, giving yourself that opportunity to mindfully choose what you're eating, when you're eating, how you're preparing it. Um, it's just such a wonderful practice of self-love and self-care. It's one that really makes a difference in grand ways, but through simple gestures. Exactly. You know, we, we have to eat every day and we don't want to go out to eat all the time. It may be fun occasionally, 
but we have to learn to prepare the best food with love for ourselves. And that is really the best food you can eat. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think too, you know, it, there's a little bit of feeling of pride when you've created something, you know, that you're proud of and yeah. that you did Absolutely. coming from a place of, you know, love for yourself or your family, your friends, whoever you might be preparing it for, you know, even if for just for yourself, that right. feeling, that energy exchange is immense. It is. It is. So how does the time of day have an impact on digestion, Steph? It's enormous. (laughs) Um, With meal timing, the idea is to plan your meals anywhere between three and six hours away from one another. The reason being so that way you can have full digestion occur before the next meal happens. And so The ideal timing might be breakfast happening between 7 and 8 a.m. You might have lunch between 12 and 1 p.m. You might have dinner between 5.30 and 7 p.m. For some people, if they're very active and needs a little sustenance in between meals, they might choose a snack, a very light snack of healthy foods. And so when I say snack, I don't mean snacking like potato chips and things like that. I mean a small um, meal of a good quality snack. That's exactly right. Veggies or or a fruit, nuts, exactly seeds, whatever you might be eating for that. And it's important to, again, achieve that full digestion because your body is a machine, just like a car, just like a computer. And you want to be sure the lanes of digestion are free before you start to ingest more food. So that way the digestive process can happen without getting overrun. And And it's not impeded, right? Exactly. Exactly. So it's not overrun. It's not impeded. It can happen smoothly. You know, think about, you know, water running through a hose or even traffic Mm -hmm. jams. We want to make sure that food is kind of like in the just easy lane, you know, moving through. That's an excellent metaphor because (laughs) if digestion is clogged and the channels are clogged, then ama is formed and ama is toxins, undigested matter. And this is what eventually leads to disease. That is exactly right. So many people, so many clients are so uh, flabbergasted really at the notion of how food, the way you consume it and your digestion plays into the development of disease, whether that's in your mind or in your body. And it is, it is a very important part of the process to ensure that you are setting yourself up for the best digestion possible. And there's a big reason why in terms of Ayurveda, the recommendation is to not eat past 7 p.m. The reason being, you want to be fully digested by the time you go to bed, anywhere between 9 and 11 p.m., depending on the season especially, because there are essential processes that occur overnight within your body that only happen at night while you're asleep. Such as lymph clearing, right? That's right. 
that's right, lymph clearing, we have um, growth hormones, cell repair, all of these beautiful, regenerative, restorative processes that are occurring physiologically, chemically, that need to have, again, that clear lane to occur, to not be impeded by the body trying to digest food, expel waste, take in nutrients, while this other stuff is happening. This is one thing we don't want the body, the body to be multitasking dirt, that's, right? That's right. I love that metaphor of the lane. So we want clear lanes, people. We want to have <laughs> free flowing. And when we have that, then the body can easily eliminate the toxins that are at the that's root right. and cause of all our problems. That's right. And then the other idea that is a little tough in terms of American culture. If you have American listeners, I'm not sure about Canadian um, culture as much, but you know, in America, especially our biggest meal of the day tends to be at night in the evening. We mm-hmm. tend to, you know, maybe skip breakfast, maybe fly through lunch, and then we have a big dinner, but that mm-hmm. also puts a very big burden on the digestive system. That's right. And a bigger lunch. So flip-flopping that and allowing the lunch to be uh, your bigger meal, your heavier meal, and then, you know, the evening time to be that lighter meal that'll set you up for the nutrition, the fullness that you need to then head into bed, you know, ready to digest the day as well as the rest of your food and go into the next day feeling ready, open, available for what's to come that next day. That sounds great. So finally, Steph, how can one be more aware during the process of eating? You know, just give us some good tips here. (laughs) There are so many ways. And I think it's important to understand that there is not one right way to do things. That if this whole mindful eating, eating with awareness process sounds intriguing to you, sounds like something you need more of. I think it's important to identify from the tips that I'm about to say, the one that seems like the best gateway for you, the best way to open the door towards this, that you don't have to do all these things, but just one, you know, is a step in the right direction and it opens the door for doing more. So eating mindfully is eating with awareness. That means just you and your food, no phone, no computer, no TV. It's, being aware of the process, the experience of eating. Now, with some people returning back to in-person work, you may have kind of communal gatherings for food. That's great, go ahead. And be mindful though of then the conversation that is happening. You know, a lot of times people are then, you know, gossiping or maybe venting. (laughs) And not paying attention at all to the food. That's right. That's right. And so, yes, you can have conversation. You can be there and be present with others, but still allowing your awareness to be on the food, maybe eating at a slower pace. And so allowing yourself to fully chew and swallow and experience the taste of the food, the texture of the food, the, you know, I almost equate it to What if you wanted to describe to somebody something you were eating, if they weren't also eating it at the same time, you would have to take your time to really really to describe that flavor. And we can't forget gratitude. 
because Mm -hmm. we have to be grateful to that food for the nourishment that we receive. That's part of the whole digestive process. 100% gratitude for the food, all the work it's going to do for you, because let's be real. We can't survive without eating. And when we eat the food that is going to fuel our body for what we need to do as our responsibilities for the day to show up for all of the responsibilities we have, but also to be in good health, both mind and body, we must take time to express gratitude for that food, whether that is for people who pray before their meals, whether it is simply sometimes I like to just take a few moments to acknowledge the process that happened for the food to get to my table right there and then. And Absolutely. That's, that's mm. thinking about the farm where it was grown, the farmers and all the workers that were involved in harvesting. They're taking the care of the soil. That's right. That's right. All of the pieces of farming that had to do with that. Mother nature, of course, for the sun and the water and all of that. But also the, the, trans, the transportation of the food from where it was grown to mm-hmm. where it is that I bought it. And Every- I like to, I also like to think about the fact that we're consuming the sun. Mm-hmm. We're consuming the rays of the sun that allow that food and those, that nourishment to grow within it, to feed us. 100%. And then the love that went into growing, right? Mm-hmm. There's, there was somebody oh. who, who loved that food into existence and really, worked very hard to make that happen in a way that would be healthy for my body and would then allow me to do all the things that I do. These are very, very important things that we have to consider while we eat nourishing food and we care for our bodies. We care for each other. We care for the planet. This is all something we need to consider. Every time we sit down to a meal, I think. Mm -hmm. And this makes Mm -hmm. life that much more bountiful and happy and satisfying for each one of us. So I want to thank you very much for this wonderful information, Steph. Please tell people how they can contact you. Thank you. Yes, they can visit my website, stephgalate.com or Find me on Instagram, Steph Galante, or Facebook, Steph Galante Self-Care. I cannot wait to connect. Thank you again for having me. You're, You're so welcome. I think you will agree with me that Ayurveda is the most comprehensive health system available to us today. Mm hmm. So we're going to have Steph back again, and she's going to talk about more issues with us that are paramount in our own self-care and self-love. So thank you, everyone, for joining me today on Healing Yourself Naturally with Ayurveda. If you have any comments or questions, please visit my Facebook page, Healing-Ayurveda. Thank you, and blessings. Blessings.